It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of Piece of Business Podcast. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL on the Twitter gimmick. Joining me, as always, across the ocean, my tag team partner, the barroom brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy. Folks, he's moreover than even the most well-placed thigh slap. Your friend and mine, the bestest of the besties, at GA WrestleNut. Glenn Abbott, how are you, my friend? I'm okay. But there, I've been hearing issues. That you went into business, you went into business for yourself, and it didn't go well. Oh, really? Well, mm, um, ignoring your more. ignoring your tag partner and um, taking on a certain Mister Brandy. <laughs> well, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a tough business, Glenn. It's it's a rough world out there. Mm, see, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> At least let me know so I've got your back. Yeah, especially against true, Brandon. Especially against yeah. Brandon. I've I've tackled with him enough times. Yeah, you, well, you know, he, he worked me into a shoot. You know what can I say? <laughs> just be careful <laughs> yeah if you uh, uh we are talking about the wonderful wonderful bestie chat um if you're not in the bestie chat folks you need to get into the bestie chat send an email to ddt wrestling get in the bestie chat the best most wide-ranging conversation on the internet today as far as i'm concerned we talk about it all we talk about wrestling we talk about food probably talk about food more than anything else huh yeah it's it definitely food more than anything else <laughs> but it's a such a good nice but if the rest of twitter disappeared as long as it's still we still had the best chat i wouldn't care any monkeys yeah no i agree i think i probably spend more time fool around in that than I do anything else yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we have fun. So, you know, we were, you know, we, we usually put over DDT wrestling at the end, but I guess we're doing that now. Uh, you know, listen to DDT. They're, they're some good fellas over there and uh, get in on the chat, get in on the fun. It would be well worth your time. But uh, what a week we have had in oh. the pro wrestling world, Glenn. A uh, little bit of good, a little bit of bad. And uh, uh, quite a lot of indifference. Uh, out to you? Um, what stuck out this week was NXT UK just about putting together an hour's show. Which is a bit of a shame, really. But what a main event! Oh, okay. I yeah, I, I can't talk. I can't put that match over enough. No, they were um, not quite as good as their Eve one, but it was excellent, excellent. And if anybody is that is listening to this 
that has now watched last Thursday's Mako Satamora versus Kaylee Ray go onto YouTube and hunt out the Eve match. Do you think that one was good? The first one was even better. Why do you think the first one was better? Um, they didn't seem to be trying so hard. They weren't under the restrictions of, of WWE. Um, Mako, this time, she was just out to totally put over Kaylee Ray. And I'm not sure whether that's partly with my thinking about it, just because it, I, I knew the, the, the ins and outs of both of those two, unfortunately. This is my trouble with, uh, especially with British and Japanese women's wrestling, is that I, thanks to Dan, I know a lot of these girls and I know the way these things are planned. Um, I wouldn't say it spoils my enjoyment of them, but um, it makes me look, it makes it's making me look at it more from the technical point of view than just totally enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. But uh, yeah, saying that they weren't trying so hard in this one, uh, but I mean, that, that doesn't diminish this match from this week. Oh, no. You know, you're talking, and if you listen to all, all the, you know, the, the WWE girls, um, I can assume that 99% of them were genuine. Um, there's a certain person that I won't go into even dc knows what i'm talking about um that all say that probably that between kaylee and uh mako they're the two best women in the world at the moment um, yeah no, i was gonna a, say the same thing about about kaylee i mean I, to me I, I thought kaylee was the star of that match this week oh yes um and you know i'm i always put over charlotte as being the best in the world just because she's got you know, all, you know, everything you want, she's, she's the total package, um, you know, but it, to me, it's a short list of best women wrestlers in the world. Mm. Um, Charlotte's on it. Uh, Bailey's on it. Uh, Oscar's on it. And to me, Kaylee Ray just got on it. I mean, she was outstanding in that match. There is nothing that she can't do. No. Yeah. And, um, well, we're, well, we're on the subject of the, of, of the women's wrestling. What a shot in the arm of this tournament for AEW has been. I've been watching some of that, um, even with the uh, farce that was uh, it, it ended up with it all being on YouTube because of Daily Motion or whoever it was um, couldn't uh, put out their, their stream properly. Um, but those Japanese girls. There's something else, absolutely something else. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they I know I haven't really paid much attention to the to the AEW tournament, um, but uh, I'm always more impressed with the Japanese girls than I expect to be. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's big, and it's it it goes right from the top down. Is you've got the likes uh, of Mako and emmy sakura the uh 20 25 year vets and they've been wrestling since the ages of sixties and sevens and they're passing that on so you're getting these young girls not not so young now obviously because of, of the times and the way things are um 
even the Japanese <laughs> with their have changed their laws on uh, on working children, as we spoke about off air. <coughs> so, um, but the 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 top echelon of, of Japanese women's wrestling are so keen to pass it on, and that's why Mako's come over here. Is it's that passing it is passing their knowledge on and making women's wrestling so much better. And you could see it in matches that we've we that we've featured on here from Eve when it's women's con when there's a concentration on women's wrestling, how really, really good and how deep the talent of women's wrestling is throughout the world not just you know america um they need a couple of really good women's promotions i feel that just to bring youngsters on so that aew and wwe can then benefit from not having to take this small pool from around the world but look at homegrown talent and think that girl at 16 is really, really good. How good she going to be by the time she's 18, 19 and be able to be on TV? Do you think it's time? Do you think it's time for WWE to have an all women's show? No, not yet. Not yet. There's not. A, Why is it? Because for me, I think if they have an all women's show, they almost have to pull all the women off the other shows. That's the problem is yeah. that, uh, that, in America, the pool at the top isn't big enough yet, and uh, and it's showing this. It's it's showing it badly with the tag team. The women's tag team division is an absolute joke. Yeah, and part that is part of the reason is you've got all these girls that are just on the cusp, sitting in NXT. Um, and uh, it's hard for them to to push through that level when <coughs> WWE concentrating all their efforts on ridiculous stories with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, the this WrestleMania, it shouldn't be about the. You can have your your big flowery main event for the women. But we should be looking forward to a big slobber knocker of a match between Shayna Baszler uh, and Rhea Ripley at, at uh, uh, WrestleMania. And neither of them, uh, they're even thinking about looking at... at this this mega collision of the two most powerful women in the WWE colliding at WrestleMania, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, you're exactly right. It, it, I, I don't know why they are so gun shy about presenting uh, women in that way. Um, I, I, to me, Rhea should have debuted a long time ago on the main roster and should already be uh, in the discussion for top of the women's division at WrestleMania. 
I mean, she had the best match at WrestleMania last year, in my opinion, with Charlotte. You know, so she can deliver on the big stage. She's got everything you want. Um, and you're right. Her, uh, Rhea, and Shayna would be big time at WrestleMania. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the two big, you know, taking out uh, body size or anything else. But that is the two big girls of WWE. Let them fight. Even if you put them in a cage, let them fight. For God's sake. The two of them want to rip each other apart. Uh, let them. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it would be the, the, the women's hoss match. And, and we all love a hoss fight. Yeah, exactly. They keep on going about how Rip Rear's only five foot seven. But the way she carries herself, and it's the same with Shayna. I don't think Shayna's sort of a six foot monster. You can see that when oh, she's no. staying. No, 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 no. When she's, when, when she's, when she's uh, I've seen Shayna live and I've been pretty up close to her, and she's not tall. <laughs> so she, so she, well, she's about the same, five, six, five, seven, would you say? Uh, I would say she's probably more like five, five. So. Not the two biggest, no. But <laughs> but I bet either of them to pick up Nia Jax quite easily before she picks either of those two up if they sandbagged her. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But you know they they carry themselves like stars. You know they they work like stars and all that stuff matters. You know, part of it is they've got to sell us on who they are and Shayna and Rhea do that very well. Yeah. Yeah. And they're absolutely. And this is not, like I say, this is not a criticism against WWE, AEW, or anybody else. This is a criticism, <coughs> oh, excuse me, against the system. That there's still this thing within the system of not encouraging female talent enough. It, it's amazing what how much... Uh, Eve, I keep on Dan. I start charging Dan. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's amazing how much Eve has done, uh, along with progress. The progress when it was up and running, their women's division was excellent, and they they did crossovers with progress and Eve and Ginny uh, uh, is. Uh, was trained in the progress dojo but then she honed her talent in eve and it just doesn't seem to be that sort of progression in the states like there's been over here and i understand it's it's a lot easier to do it's a smaller pool but well set everything's up and running again if anybody's actually listening to me please have a go at it Yep. Yep. I mean, if you've got to, it's just like with any sport. I mean, you've got to, you've got to start early. You've got to believe in yourself and you've got to find good coaching. That's it. That is exactly it. And I'm sure. You know, I, I, I would love to see uh, more, um, uh, more coaching in wrestling, you know, instead of just, uh, deciding one day you want to be a wrestler and you know somebody that's putting on a show and you just get on the card, you know, and yeah. 
proper training. And I think maybe that's what you're kind of getting at with the, with Eve and, and progress. Uh, maybe they just have a better system of getting the talent ready than the, uh, independent scene in the United States. Uh, I mean, if you go to the performance center, you're going to get world-class coaching, you know, that's WWE coaching. You're going to get coached uh, on how to do this thing. Um, I I don't know because there's so many, you know, garage backyard type wrestling quote unquote schools that you could probably get yourself into. But uh, I just don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't encourage my daughter to go to one of those. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She would have to go to one that was reputable. We, and I'm just not sure that there's enough reputable ones over here. And I know. I know we all, we we had a laugh about the Outlaw Mud Show, but you can see. Yeah. But you could see it, it every nearly every week now as things are opening up. You could. You could see it on youtube you can see it in social media where they're advertising their stuff there's so many of these promotions that are, that are quite happy to throw people that have no experience at all in, into matches and all you're going to do is you're going to end up either seriously damaging somebody or worst case scenario killing them yeah yeah yeah, you know, and then, you know, it's just, that's just not, not worth that. You know, it's no. not worth that just because you, on a lark, decide you wanted to be a pro wrestler. You exactly. Know? Uh, and he's yeah. no lark. He, believe me, yeah. he's not a lark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, you know what it's like to, uh, to take a bump. Yep. If I never thought it was enjoyable, I would, I would have been doing it right until... Yeah, I physically couldn't do it anymore. But it just wasn't enjoyable enough for me to. <laughs> I yeah, love it. There's a certain mentality. I loved. I love the entertaining side of it. Um, I love all the backstage. I will do like once uh, all our promotions are up and running again. I'm going to go back and I'm going to help out wherever I can backstage, do whatever I can to help out, but never, ever, 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 ever ask me to get anywhere near a ring again. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, I've never stepped foot in a ring. I don't know what it's like at all. So I'm, I don't really have room to talk. I've you know, people talk about what their dream jobs and wrestling would be for me. It was always, I just want to be on the ring crew. I just want to hang out. I want to travel. I want to see places. I want to set up the ring. I want to be the last one in the building and the last one to leave. I don't want to take any bumps. I'm not picking anybody up. I'm not cutting a promo on TV. I just want to set up the ring, hang out, have some catering. To me, that's my dream job in wrestling. I would have said a golden solo for you. <laughs> no. No, no. As if anybody, as if anyone would think I could be Gordon Soli. Nice, nicely, no. What I, I did, uh, who knows? You, you, know, you never know until you try. But tucked away, well away from the talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I think I've only ever seen one clip where he got manhandled by a talent, and the look on his face as though you're gonna die. 
<laughs> right then and there, he decided that was the first time and the last that's, time that's ever going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just stick me in a just stick me in a corner. Give me a give me a flask of vodka and, and turn the light on when it's my time to talk. There that's, you go. There you go. That's the that's the one. But uh, yeah, we we when we talking about that NXT women's match, I mean, it was so good. I really really uh, can't put over the match or Kaylee Ray enough. She is um, on the short list for me for best women wrestler in the world. Uh, just, just so, so good. I don't know that she's gonna ever do as well here as she will in UK. I, I, I don't know. I would be surprised. I just don't know if enough American women's wrestling fans would find her interesting enough. Uh, she's obviously able to, you know, do all the stuff. I mean, she can do all the moves. Uh, I think she can play babyface or heel. I just don't know if she's got the certain kind of it personality factor to get over well enough with fans on this side. What do you think? I don't. I. I really don't think that she's going to, that she'll make it onto the inverted commas main roster. Yeah. I think that with um, the way things are going with WWE at the moment and their women, um, and I think they're being forced into it by AEW is that it could be a complete split of two where you have your global market where you're looking at Japan and the UK and Europe in general, as opposed to the American market where they're just going to carry on with their sports entertainment. We're dragging the women out every Monday and Friday and not worry about the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. which is unfortunate because, I mean, that I, I do think there's a market and an audience for I, – I think that they can pull off an all-women show. I just don't know um, if there's enough um, – I don't know where it would go, like – what night of the week would it be on? You know, I think when you're looking at starting something that's a little bit more niche than I think that most people realize, you know, women's wrestling in the U.S. is a very niche market. You know, it, it's hard enough to get people to watch, you know, a regular episode of Raw or SmackDown. There's just not as many viewers as they as there used to be. But maybe if they tempered their expectations a little bit and and found a spot for an all women's show. I think it could work, um, but it's not going to be, it, it will take some time um, to really, to get a foothold because the market is so crowded with stuff right now yeah. that uh, I just don't know where it would go, where it would best work. I think they've got enough talent, you know, but it, it would require, like we said, pulling, you know, all the women off the other shows. Um, and uh, that's, mm, I don't know. I, I, I kind of waffle on it a little bit, but I think that it, there's a chance it could work. Some people think it's long past due. Um, 
but with the right people headlining show, maybe it would work. Um, uh, honestly, you know, going back to Kaylee Ray, I mean, like we said, I don't think that she's got a huge future as a U.S. only uh, star, but man, she would be tailor made for like a uh, a one night only uh, all women's single tournament uh, when people can travel and get together again. Uh, you know, like a uh, Crockett Cup type situation for a uh, women's tournament, a one night only deal. There's not enough one night tournaments anymore. Uh, those always got over with me. Um, but I mean, she's the kind of person you could stick in a one night tournament and uh, of, of 16 women and you know she finds herself into the final four or something like that and, and get some eyes on her um, and try to really cross promote and get people to look at NXT UK um, so I, she's just so good I can't I can't put her over enough uh, everything she does is absolutely solid uh, you know, and there, there's been some other good stuff this week too and we've been spending some time on this match and well deservedly but uh man the first 45 minutes of raw this week was hot mm-hmm. she, i've no, I, i've heard <clears throat> different things but i'll pass this on to you oh man it was outstanding it was laid out pretty pretty well uh uh, you know, I'm trying to remember. It seems like it's been months ago since just this last, last week's Raw. But, uh, uh, you know, essentially, you know, Drew, Drew McIntyre's cutting a promo. Miz cuts him off. You know, and anytime Miz is running a promo, it's awesome. He's so good at what he does when he's got the microphone. Um, and, you know, he's the champion as Raw opens on Monday. So he's talking to Drew. Uh, you know, MVP comes out and cuts off Miz. Uh, Miz uh, and MVP have a little back and forth on the mic, and MVP is one of the few that can go mic to mic with Miz. So that was outstanding. Sheamus comes out because Sheamus has a beef with Drew. Sheamus and Drew are going to get into a fight. I mean, the only thing I could criticize in the first 45 minutes of Raw is just the way they incessantly have to go to commercial and I know they have to go to commercial. They got to pay the bills. They got to get the ads in, but I just think they go about their commercial cuts all wrong. They always see every commercial cut is somebody goes to the floor. What's going to happen. And then they cut to commercial. You know, I just don't think that's the way you cut to commercial. I think you cut to the commercial in the middle of action. You, 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 you get people upset that there's a commercial break. Exactly. You, know, you, 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 you shoot somebody into the ropes and as they hit the ropes and they start to come back, then you cut to the commercial. So you're like, what's happening? What's going on? You, you give people a reason to want to come back to see what happened. Um, so that's the only real criticism, but man, Seamus and Drew, they had a match. They had a hoss fight. There's, you know, in whatever way you're able to go back and watch the Sheamus and Drew match, find a way and do it. I will. <laughs> I will. You. It was, <coughs> it was is... snug. It was men clapping meat. They were they were leaving marks. <laughs> uh, this is not just a criticism against WWE. AEW do it as well. I watched my AEW this week, um, and. Their timing of adverts is absolutely 
dreadful. Uh, what it needs is a wrestling production rather than TV production. Right, we're going for an advert here, no matter what's happening in the ring. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And, and I know I criticize AEW and I say it's a bad show and I, and I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm uh, I think sometimes that's interpreted as I, I think that the talent is bad or, you know, all of the wrestling on the show is bad. And maybe I'm not communicating exactly what I mean here, but it, it's kind of what you're saying there. It's the production of the show. It's mm. a bad wrestling show. It's yeah. not necessarily all bad wrestling, <laughs> But it's it's more an emphasis emphasis on the word show. It's a bad wrestling show. It's well, not good. <laughs> but this this week, your tweet actually got me to watch AEW. I, I wasn't going to bother, can I? Uh, um, but you put them over well enough that, as you said, not all perfect, not all great, even. But there were bits of it that were definitely worth watching. Yeah, they're absolutely, and that's true of the AEW Dynamite every single week. There's yeah, bits of it that are worth watching. You know, it's uh, anybody that's just one hundred percent down on everything AEW is just not able to uh, be reasonable. <laughs> they're not <laughs> able to, you know, reasonably watch this product. It is just, never all bad. I just find uh, it. I just find it totally frustrating that everybody can be so polar about everything. It's all. WWE bad, AEW good, AEW bad, WWE good. No, wrestling's not like that. Especially when you've got two and three hour shows. Even when you're sitting in an audience of a two or three hour show, not everything you see you're going to like. No, even when, yeah, when you're at a live event, there's always a point when you you don't feel bad about getting up and going to the bathroom. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's... You know, it just yeah, you know, so I put over, I put over you know, the first forty-five minutes of what Brawl was outstanding. Mm. Um, a lot of the stuff that came after that was not good, but uh, really ever were, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just want people to understand that it's not, it's not that AEW is all bad. <laughs> it's not all bad wrestling. No. Uh, it, it's just a poorly put together show. The production is not good. Uh, <laughs> it, it's hard to watch and it kind of takes you out of it, but that's no criticism on the talent. I was, I li I watch a thing every two weeks on um, YouTube. Um, they do wrestle talk, wrestle talk, do a thing called Quizzlemania where they have different guests and they have absolutely stupid rounds, really a bit of a, a, a nice two or three hours of entertainment. This week, they had an all-women's panel, uh, of, uh, and they had SoCal Val and Melina on there. And the pair of them talked so much sense about um, as SoCal Val. Uh, she really surprised me because she, she did a spot on commentary on what was our re resurrection of world of sport wrestling over here for a bit and she couldn't put them over enough and it wasn't the, the, the product was absolutely dreadful 
Uh, it wasn't in the in-ring product. It was the fact that it was TV people trying to present a wrestling show. That there, and there were so many, so many, many, many problems with it. But one thing she did say was they were the first to give a woman a chance on commentary as such. And she mm. says she can't put them over enough for that. Um, and these women, going back to the women again, unfortunately, but there's a... There's a there, going back to women. There's, a, there's, there's <laughs> the likes of Melina and SoCal that their experience, and they want to share their experience, and these companies need to be listening to them. You know, put them on the production teams. Let them show them where they should be doing, you know, putting adverts, doing this, doing that. You don't miss that spear because suddenly, you know, you're concentrating on on somebody in the, <laughs> without their mask on in the crowd. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just so frustrating. <laughs> it's so, so frustrating about watching um, non-live wrestling at the moment. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know what, I think it's part of the reason why we enjoy watching the pay-per-view so much because you don't get, you know, you strip away all that periphery. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't made that connection. You're right. There's, there's less, there's less uh, extraneous stuff during a pay-per-view broadcast. There's not as much, uh, uh, stuff they have to get in, so to speak, as far as no. the non wrestling action. Yeah, they have their, they, they, you know, they have their, especially now we're going to get Peacock all the time. Yeah. But, you know, you have your advert for, for the network, for Peacock or whatever, or the next upcoming pay per view. But apart from that, you're not suddenly starting chucking in a, an advert for Mountain Dew drink. <laughs> just about somebody, just as, as somebody's about to come off the top rope. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But, and and I think a lot of hopefully, I think we'll see a big change once people start getting back into the building. Um, just that environment of having people in the crowd is going to change a lot of things. And I think, um, I think it's going to help the production too because uh, there's mm -hmm. uh, there's there, there's going to be more i think especially if it's a show that uh has a little bit of wiggle room i think that maybe they would be wise to kind of listen to the crowd and let the crowd tell them when they should take breaks and i know a lot of it, it and I'm not so stupid as to think that the, the WWE or AEW can decide exactly when every single commercial spot is going to happen. I mean, they've got to take breaks when they have to take breaks. But if there is a little wiggle room, maybe they can play a little bit with that. Um, people want to see a good wrestling show, you know, and, and instead of just wrestling segments you know make it feel like a show make it feel like an hour a two hour a three hour show rather than just hot frogging from leapfrogging from segment segment to segment um so i don't know I, hopefully when when people get back into the the audience that will solve 
a lot of problems, um, especially the problem of the wrestlers playing to the crowd that is not there. <laughs> That's it. This is part of my criticism this week. Of, uh, uh, it's very rare we do it. NXT UK is yeah. <coughs> going back going back to over oh, half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, main event, absolutely brilliant. The wrestling, most of the wrestling in it, absolutely brilliant. But it was that thing that this week they weren't telling, didn't seem to be bothering a lot about stories in between. There was a lot of just fluffery, shall I say, between, excuse me, um, all the things that were going on. And we're not used to it, especially not in an hour. Normally that hour whizzes past and you think to like, like this week, they're treading water here and it doesn't work in an hour. What's, uh, what did you, what stuck out to you as fluffery? Um, it's just a lot of the, the messing around backstage and, and didn't, it just seemed to drag a bit mm. for an hour. It just seemed to drag a bit and it was just, I don't know. I suppose it's because everybody was looking forward to Mako and, and Kaylee Ray. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. just get on with it. Let them fight. <laughs> yeah, if, if all, if all they showed this week was the was the Ilya and, and Gradwell match. That was excellent. The opener, How... And then the main event. I would have can... been happy. That's all I needed this week were those two. Can we can we just say what a story they're telling between those two? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Gradwell, you know, you know, arguably it's the... You know, the worst haircut of the year match is what it is. I mean, both those guys have, have issues but, on the top of their head. But uh, how can those uh, guys? Those guys can tell a story. Oh my goodness! And Gradwell is doing so good at screwing with Ilya, and he's just <laughs> such a little shit that Gradwell, but he's so good at it. Even right to the end, you knew it was coming. But after yep. Ilya had nearly killed him, uh, uh, and Sam still there in the middle of the room. With a bloody mouse smiling at him, saying, I told you, yeah, <laughs> you were yeah. going to kill me. Oh, I told so you, you were going to kill me. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Like I said, if, if all we got this week from NXT UK was that match and the main event, that's all I needed. That's all I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know we can't we can't put over the, that main event enough. We hope everybody goes back and watches that match. Mm. Uh, and Glenn, you especially need to go back and find Sheamus and Drew. You will absolutely <laughs> love it. I promise. Um, and, and one other match that I want to mention before we get to today's piece of business. We've got, is, uh, no, 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 no. You're not skipping over. What? what? So you are not skipping over the. Big segment of the week, which was so in your wheelhouse, it was unbelievable. But which we'll one? get, we'll come to that in AEW. <laughs> okay. But we'll come to that in a minute. Carry on with what you were saying. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, I was going to mention that uh, the the title match on MLW this week was very good. It was uh, Jacob Fatu and Jordan Oliver. Uh, Jordan Oliver, uh, there's something about that kid that I really like. I don't know if he's uh, he's got kind of a herky jerky kind of out of control style, but it absolutely works for him. 
Um, he and Fatu had an outstanding match. I always say Fatu is appointment television. Anytime he's going to be on, you got to watch. Um, uh, Fatu retained the title. You know, sorry to spoil it if anybody wanted to wait, but I figure that uh, you, you got to realize that Fatu is going to going to beat Jordan Oliver. But uh, Oliver had a great showing. Definitely encourage everybody to go back and check out that title match on MLW this week. Did you see that one, Glenn? I did. Yep, it was absolutely a game. Can't put over how good Fatu is. It's oh, oh, just unbelievable. You know, top talent outside of any major sign. One hundred percent, absolutely. And you know, great thing about him when he hits his finisher, it ends the match. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very uh it's a lost art in wrestling these days when you hit your finisher one time it ends the match and eventually somebody's gonna kick out of it alexander hammerstone yeah. eventually it's not gonna win the match but all all up to this point and continuing until probably the eventual hammerstone match Batu's finisher wins the match that's exactly it so, uh, yeah, great, great, great title fight there. And uh, Jordan Oliver uh, acquitted himself well in that match. Uh, definitely encourage everybody to go check that out. Now, Glenn, uh, mm-hmm. you teased me here on this, on this AEW segment. Well, you tweeted about it, then I went and watched it. Okay. All, all the, your guys... Apart from Ricky actually competing, yeah. the four horsemen back together again, <laughs> even with yeah. JJ Dillon out there. That is that. That is what. That if you're gonna if you're gonna sign old talent, that is the way to use them. Uh, yeah, what you think about old Tully? Tully. It, what? what he's a gem. They should they should embalm the guy and put him straight into the every 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 wrestling hall of fame possible. <laughs> that, oh, for the, sure. Absolutely. I, uh, I love the idea that he tempting the idea of doing the top rope suicider. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Uh, and then there's the Tully walk. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The strut and everything. Uh, it was absolutely. And then with JJ they, Dillon they, using, they the, JJ Dillon using the shoe. Uh, love to see <laughs> I, that popped me because I mean he he ended he ended many a horseman match by hitting somebody on the shoe uh, in the head with the shoe. You know, but. Yeah. I, I was hoping that the shoe would finish the match, but it didn't. Uh, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Maybe you know, JJ's getting older. Maybe he can't swing it as hard as he used to. That's exactly it. That was the story they were telling with that. You know, nothing's quite what it was. Right. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, but you know, they, they did a good job of really protecting Tully. He didn't have mm, to do too much. No. You know, they started the match. He got his hands on on the little guy and. Uh, Immediately took him over to the corner where FTR was and gave him some body shots and then tagged out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that, but, is, no, that was that, that was a good that was a good match. I appreciated was, that match. It was good. Uh, it was what it was supposed to be. I think uh, Jungle Boy 
for their team did most of the heavy lifting, which meant uh, pretty much selling for the majority of the match for FTR. Yeah. Um, you know, they tagged in the, the dinosaur and he came in and made the comeback, which is makes sense. He's the fresh guy. He's the big guy. Uh, I still think he's greener than goose shit, but yeah. uh, uh, he, he did his job in that match. The little guy didn't do too much. Uh, Tully hit the sling, uh, slingshot suplex. Uh, it was a uh, schmozzy kind of uh, cheaty finish, which was a very horseman thing to do. Uh, so yeah, you know, I, it was it was good. I, for what it was, it was better than I expected it to be. Just because I don't have a lot of faith in AEW sometimes, but uh, it was FTR, and they were going to handle their business the right way. Yeah, it's, it's, real, it's a real shame for them. No matter where they end up, they get. But if they're going to tell this four horsemen story, then all all, all power to them. Because yeah, they deserve. No, they, you, you know, they, they deserve it. Those two. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the chances are that uh, Nick Aldis is the surprise guy at the AEW pay per view tonight? Ooh. Ooh. Now there's a thought. That's a name that hasn't been chucked into the hat. Yeah. I like I that idea. That that's a big enough name to mm. warrant the uh, the hype. But really, who could be a big enough name? You know, there's unless it's Cena, Punk, or Lesnar, none of the names they could bring out are going to warrant the hype that they've built. <laughs> no. No. You know, it's not um, going to be any of those three. And it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be any of those three. Certainly not going to be Cena. Um, and Punk's already come out this week and basically said it's not him. Yeah. And everybody going, oh, yeah, well, you would say that. Well, no. The guy's got the guy's got enough invested to keep his mouth shut. If, it's, if, it, if it was going to be Punk, he'd have kept his mouth shut. He wouldn't have basically come out and, basically, and said, no, it's not me. Because that would have been, it, that would have been totally anti what they were looking for. Because everybody would have gone, oh, well, it is you then. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think Aldis is an Aldis, interesting name. That is, a, that um, is an excellent. I, I tell you, I, I, honestly, I think it's going to be Kurt Angle. Mm. Yeah, so do Which I. Doesn't, doesn't do anything for me, but uh, yeah, it, it's the it's the AEW crowd will uh, would love it and. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a if it's a needle mover on the national scene, but uh, uh, it, it, for me, if I had to put a dollar on it, I think it's going to be Kurt Angle. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think you're right. This, it, again, it's this thing that they've overhyped it. It's like they should have just left it be and had somebody turn up as a surprise rather than announce it because you know, they know what the wrestling means. Yeah. yeah internet wrestling communities like yeah. we go back to the bestie chat it's very rarely that we talk anything really wrestling is in there right. and yeah, yet, right, you know, right. all the spe- even in there there was a a massive amount of speculation on who it could be um, yeah you know, they've got they've, they've got people interested and that's that's 
to their advantage and to their detriment. Because <laughs> yeah. like I said, unless it's one of those three names, it, it's impossible to live up to the hype. That's right. You know, every, you know us, we'd love it to be Nick Aldis. But, you yeah. know, how many actually people, that just the, uh, the fan that's paid their $30 or whatever it is for tonight, they're going to come, if Nick Aldis turns up, go, wow. <laughs> Not many. Yeah, you're right. You're very small percentage. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he would he would fit as far as, you know, you know getting inserted into a, a new horseman type stable. Oh, I mean, how, good. How, would, how good. How good would that be <laughs> from our point yeah. of view? <laughs> not everybody, not not everybody's cup of tea, but him and FTR with um, oh, what's Spears. the guy? Spears, yeah, and and there you got Tully and JJ there pulling the strings. How I mean, you know, what a factor to me. It's uh, it's it's a win win for me. I mean, that, that's a that's a segment of AEW that I'm watching every week. Yeah, you know, the, all this in the Horseman segment. What if you're going to recreate the Horseman, that's the way to do it. FCR, yeah. oh, Aldis and Spears. Yeah, oh, uh, good, I think good, that, good, that good, could good, be good. that could be money. I just don't know if it's going to be if that would be uh, uh, what most of the typical AEW fan would want, but uh, we'll see. Uh, the only thing, know, speaking the, of, sorry, the only thing with that is that <coughs> in a, NWA uh, advertising all over the place that they're coming back. Yeah, I saw that. So, I don't know what the plan is exactly, but uh, uh, very excited to see whatever it is. So that's. Yeah. That's good. There's, there's, there's glimpses. There's lights at the end of tunnels that uh, we may be starting to get closer and closer to things as they were in the before times. <laughs> before, uh, well, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's just hope, as wrestling fans, that things have improved rather than going back to before times. Because there were this pandemic, as far as wrestling went, hit at the right time because there was so much badness and nastiness going on, and so many much bad taste being left in mouth. Um, So let's hope this is a way of hitting the reset button and coming back all nice and bright and fresh and new and. A, a way to uh, disinfect in a lot of different ways. That's, it. That's the one. You know, yeah. Opportunity to disinfect a lot of things. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, what do you say we watch a little wrestling today? Oh, I think we're about time, don't you? I think we've spoken uh-huh. more than enough. <laughs> All right. Well, we will do that in just a moment once we hear from our buddies at the aforementioned DDT Wrestling. DDT Wrestling is about friendship. And wrestling. And making a fool out of yourself. I'm DC Matthews. I'm Doc Manson. And I'm DC Matthews. No, you're GQ. Oh, oh yeah, I'm GQ. 
Each week, three longtime friends catch up on their lives and talk about whatever comes to mind, often about wrestling. The conversations come from our hearts. And from our butts. We do not talk out our butts. Well, sometimes we talk from our butts. We've been wrestling fans for decades. So if you like the Piece of Business podcast, you'll probably like us. Probably. I like you. Thanks, GQ. DDT Wrestling, available from your favorite podcast apps. All right. Uh, today's piece of business for anyone interested in following along uh, is a match from 1985. We talked about the Horseman earlier. Let's watch a little Horseman business. Uh, this is Arn Anderson versus Dusty Rhodes from NWA. Uh, it's an NWA World TV title match uh, from 1985. I told you people that I would not go back to 1984 Mid-South Wrestling, and I kept up my end, okay? We were a whole time zone away and a whole year later here for this match. Uh, but we'll uh, start the countdown in just a second for anybody wanting to watch along with this Dusty and Arn match. Glenn, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here comes the countdown. Y'all press play when I say play. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Here we go. There's Baby Doll looking as 1985 as she possibly can. Glenn, I know you're a Baby Doll man. Yeah, well, I was back then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I think have... a lot of people were Baby Doll men in 1985. Uh, get this match. Dusty is coming in. Uh, this was free TV, folks. This was when wrestling gave you good stuff on free TV. Dusty is the world TV champion here. Uh, he had, uh, prior to this match, uh, this was just a few weeks after uh, Great American Bash 1985, and Dusty had beaten Tully for the TV championship. Um, and as a result of that, he also won the services of Baby Doll for... A month. I was so, just about to say that. I, I, I was going to mention the idea that um, he won the services of Baby Doll. <laughs> and he he did. Explain. He won the services of Baby Doll here. And this is great. All through the match, Dusty and you know, Baby Doll is still a heel. I mean, she was yeah. uh, she was with Tully. Uh, and all through the match, Dusty and Baby Doll are barking at each other. She doesn't like the fact that she's uh, his assistant at this point uh which is curious interesting i guess uh maybe it was chosen this way for a reason but there's also a, a personal assistant angle on nxt uk at the moment it certainly is you know and, and this episode of nxt uk the assistant was told to make tea Nina for, uh, Brookside. <laughs> yeah um, which, you know, I guess that's one way to do it. It's just interesting. It's just done completely differently here where yeah. uh, Dusty and Baby Doll are barking at each other and she's not necessarily being uh, subservient. You know, she's yeah. only there because it has to be. Yeah, and there was a lot of that back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see oh, oh. Arn working over Dusty here. Dusty selling his ass off. That's why I, I, out, out of all the managers, valet, inverted commas, 
the uh, I preferred woman from Baby Doll or um, anyway, because she was always the leader of a faction rather than, yes. rather than being subservient. Yeah, Baby Doll was just kind of uh, the arm candy. You know, she yeah. was never in charge in the way that woman was. Uh, mm -hmm. I was also a big Precious fan, too. For me, Precious yeah. and Jimmy Garvin were a, uh, a perfect combination. Oh, yeah. You know, we, 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 we've watched some, some of the stuff where, you, you know, you see Precious putting the licks in as well. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. She did, she did no compunction to get her <laughs> hands dirty. Yeah, this is so. This is good. Away, uh, it, it, there's nothing, nothing fancy about it. It's just all stripes that look like they're painful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both. I mean, you talk about two guys that know what they're doing in the That's ring it. here. Yeah. You know, you know Dusty's selling it here like his arms about to rip his arm off. Arms, arms leaning back on it, really wrenching it in. Uh, yeah, I mean, these two guys make you believe in that it is a uh, a, a combat sport. That it is yeah, a, a, yeah, that's it. an actual struggle. Yeah. Um, no thigh slapping. No thigh slapping. <laughs> Did you see this week WWE banned it? Yeah, I saw that, which was uh, – I didn't know if that was a legitimate report or if that was yeah. just uh, somebody made that up or not. But is that, is that for real? That is for real. That, that comes from the WWE themselves. That well, uh, I think I think it's become too uh, – you pointed it out last year, and I think it's just become so obvious now. They've basically said, let's stop this. I saw, I saw one match this week, and I can't remember who it was, but it was uh, – uh, a women's match and one of them shot the other one off into the turnbuckle. Um, she hit her back on the turnbuckle. She raised up so that the other one could run into her feet. Uh, and she ran into her feet and there was a thigh slap. <laughs> Which is not a sound. It, it wasn't a strike or a kick. It was, if you held your foot straight out in front of you and someone ran their face into it with a, a thigh slap. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously somebody's paying attention and thought, well, this is they're gone. It's gone too far now. Let's stop. Uh, this. That was a little too much. I mean, there's yeah. ways to do it. You yeah. know, Bobby Eaton would slap his chest on punches. Yeah. But you never saw it. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't obvious. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's interesting uh, that they're going to seem to put an end to that. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Dusty on top of Arn mm -hmm. here, leaning into it. Arn grabs the rope. Ref tells him, you got to break, Dusty. Oh, and the heel Arn gets one shot in before the break. Yeah. Working that arm. He's been working that arm the whole time yeah. here. Working a body part. That stuff matters. Well, it does. It's all down to weakening your opponent. You know, if yeah, you're going, yeah, especially yeah. especially if you're your finisher, yeah, you know, you're going for a submission hold. Why would you not attack the body part that you're going to try and get the submission with? That's... I mean, obviously, I know I would. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, you know, I. 
all joking aside, I know all the thing about with the armbar and everything. But <laughs> it was what I was taught when I was judo. If I'm going to go for an, if I am going to go to try and submit somebody out with some sort of arm lock, I'm not going to start attacking their ankle. Might attack the leg occasionally just to take them off balance, but you, yeah, yeah, you concentrate yeah, you on to maybe take them down, and then you immediately transition into something on the arm. That's it. I love that. A little bit of extra support from the rope with the referee. <laughs> there you go, the referee. <laughs> you got spotted there. Huh? It's an but, underrated camera shot there too. Yeah, he you know, certainly from was. Below, from below, it makes the wrestlers look bigger. Uh, yeah. You can see Arden using the ropes. You yeah. can get the referee, see the referee not seeing that. And you can see Baby Doll in the background who's cheering for Arn, even though she's with Dustin. You could see this referee, though, wasn't really uh, that well TV trained. It's, uh, <laughs> it is a few times that he wanders around in front of the camera and all you can see is stripes. Yeah, well... You know, they were doing this on a shoestring budget, even though it was a national show. Well, there we go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> prime three, prime right? example. <laughs> and plus, at this and, time. Know, it's not like a show today where they've got 25 different cameras they can switch no, back and forth. You know? I, I was about to say, <laughs> and at this, at this time, I, I doubt even if they, they knew what a hard camera was. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is this thing a TV production for a wrestling show. It would have right, been down to the right. TV company to set up their their cameras where where they think they want them. That's exactly right. This was years before Turner bought Crockett. Yeah. There's Baby and Doll cheering for Arn to get up, but Dusty got up first, and Baby Doll hits the mat in frustration. You know, just yeah. little things that matters. And I know DC say, says we're the posthumous show, but that was sad again this week, wasn't it, with poor old Crockett? Yeah, uh, I'm telling news. you, every week, every is, single week, every it's week. somebody. And, uh, yeah, Jim Crockett Jr. did a whole lot for the wrestling business, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, suppose it's the, I, suppose, I suppose it's the period that we're watching as well. It doesn't help. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Good hard selling here. Love yeah. it. Boom. Mm. Nice bump. Body slam by Dusty. Gets down into the old football stance. Here we go. Looking mm. to put him away mm. here. Bam. Oh, oh God, there goes a red bump. bump. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It was. <laughs> look, at the, look at the women in the front row. They're 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 totally into this. They have. Uh -huh. Oh, now Dusty's got in the figure four. Here comes Oli. Oli. Uh, Here's the run in the old horseman run in. Here comes Oli saving his partner. Elbow drop on Dusty. <laughs> but there's no referee. Where's the referee? Oli says, "Get your ass back in the ring." Yeah. <laughs> No sleeping here. One. Two and a kick out. Oh, oh right, right on top of, I love that move. Right on top of the referee. <laughs> uh, this is 
Dusty Rhodes booking, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he had the book at this time. Oh, ref bump number three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good job he fell out of the ring. Now, three ref bumps in this match and a run in by Ole. Yeah, we're, we're not finished yet. Finish here. <laughs> Dusty goes up to the top. Big elbow on Arn. Arn takes a nice bump. And again, here comes no. the but no, no referee. referee. Uh, oh, there's there's a... coming in. <laughs> when did he get his referee license? Yeah. Arguably the best uh, haircut period of Magnum's life. Oh, oh and then Ole so, him from behind. So good back then. Now we got two horsemen. There's another ref bump. Four ref bumps in this match. <laughs> Here comes Ole going up top. Magnum Magnum's boom, got to it, the man. Big throw threw him all the way across the ring. Magnum was uh, very strong. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. How sad. Oh, how good would he have been if it hadn't been for the accident? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have. Uh, uh, he had every top tier oh, status yeah. for sure. He he had every absolutely everything. He had the look. He was, you know, for that time, so talented, yep. so talented. Oh, oh and yeah. there's uh, Dusty manhandling baby doll. That doesn't age well, but uh, <laughs> Again, different yeah. times, people have sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> this promo is worth listening to if anybody is able to hear it. Yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna have a go at putting these promos in at the end. For anybody that doesn't want yeah, to watch yeah, along, you but should, you wants, do that, wants uh, to listen to the promos at the end, because yeah, again, Magnum's fired up here. Uh, mm. He's he's letting the horsemen and everyone hear it, and then Dusty's promo is worth hearing too, because he, yeah. he cuts a promo on New York, and it's I think <laughs> meant to be subtle, but for me, it's not. <laughs> no, subtle, no, no subtlety there. <laughs> Magnum fired up. Yeah, Dusty cuts a promo on New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, he's all busted open. I didn't even remember to see that happen. <laughs> these things happen, especially it's especially when you're the booker. These things happen. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, well, these promos were so great because neither one of them were scripted, no. obviously. They just went out there and Shivani stuck a microphone in their face and, and Magnum and Dusty just, just went where they wanted to go. But... Uh, but there you go. Fun match from 1985's NWA. Uh, Arn retains the championship there. Obviously, a lot of uh, post-match business, a lot of run-ins and interference. And uh, Baby Doll still, um, or I should say Dusty, retains the services of Baby Doll for a little while longer. <laughs> um, Baby Doll eventually has a change of heart, though. Baby yeah. Doll eventually joins with dusty and magnum but that's but that's later on so there you go people hope that everybody that watched that match enjoyed that match with this uh some callbacks to some modern day things there's horseman business going on today there's horseman horseman business here there's personal assistant angles going on today there's personal assistant angles going on here uh you know wrestling is wrestling uh you can dress it up you can change the package. You can 
put a different bow on it, but it's all basically the same and it's all been around forever. Nothing hasn't been done before. Well, that's the thing. Uh, just try and do things as well, if not better than before. That's all anybody can ever do. And anything in entertainment. Right. There's nothing new in entertainment unless you really avant-garde. And then, yeah. <laughs> so just do it well. Yeah, it, 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 it's do it well, and it's all about any kind of entertainment or art is all about stirring emotions. I think yes, and yeah. you, as long as you can stir up the emotion in the viewer, uh, then you've done something. And uh, you know, when when wrestling or any entertainment is very good. We are lost in it, and we are totally emotionally invested in it. Um, so, yes, more of that, please. Yep, and um, we're certainly going to get some more of that next week. Um, what you have? Uh, what you have in store for us, Glenn? I have. I came across it by accident, and it is a match for the ages. Ooh. We're coming. We're coming back to the UK. Okay. Um, Adrian Street, just before he leaves for America, versus Jim Brakes, is thirty-one minute match. But I guarantee you are going to love this match. Oh, outstanding! Well, I, as you know, I do enjoy Adrian Street, so I, I'm looking forward to that one. This is a slightly different. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know the, the U.S. version of Adrian. As I, uh, as is mentioned on commentary quite a few times, um, how he was the flamboyant, as they put it, Adrian Street. Uh, in this one, he's the wrestler, Adrian Street, and you oh, see, okay. you actually uh, him and Jim Brakes trying to kill one another, and you will and. One thing that you will see is you're talking about nothing's new in wrestling, how certain people, which we'll talk about next week, um, have adapted Jim Brake's manipulations. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yes. So. I'm interested in that. I know, you know, and Adrian Street was a legit shooter. So. Uh, oh, he was. Uh, oh, he was a yeah. coal miner. For yeah. God's sake. You know, the guy. To do to to actually do the gimmick that he did was unbelievable, but the guy could shoot fight. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. You, you, there were, tough you, know, guy. you know, Adrian Street working that gimmick in Dallas, Texas, in the mid '80s, and still uh, nobody would mess with him. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, that's good. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that for sure, for <laughs> sure, for sure. And uh, you and I are both looking forward to something as well. Um, tell the people a little bit about yeah. what we know so far about our run-in with our buddies over at AWIP. Yeah, um, it's down to you and Brent now. Um, like I said, I'm off work for weeks now, so uh, I tweeted Brent the other day to say – you two can sort out your timings between you because I don't know where I know where you are, but I don't know quite where he is. I think he's right up in the country and all different time zones and everything. So it's down to you two sort out a time 
whether it's middle of the night over here or first uh, thing in the morning, I don't really care. I'll be there and we're going to watch some 2000. Yeah, WrestleMania, year I think Yeah, we're watching uh, the year 2000, a WrestleMania match from that time period uh, with AWIP, and that's all part of their big. Uh, they've got some big stuff going on with a lot of different guests and a lot of different WrestleMania reviews uh, that week or a couple of weeks, uh, leading up to, yeah, whatever they're planning on to, running it. So we're we'll be leading up to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're happy to be a part of that. We're we're honored that they asked us to join them, and, and we are. will. We'll get that worked out, and uh, uh, we'll get that info out to the people whenever we get it finalized. All the lawyers are working. Day and night to get uh, all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Uh, Glenn has a very uh, high retainer. He requires a lot of perks to participate in podcasts. Uh, Glenn, he's really kind of a diva. You know, you are. So uh, once, we, once we get all your requirements met, we'll uh, we'll get that all figured out. But, as, long as, as long as those blue M&Ms get removed, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, we'll get it all straight. And uh, anyway, so yeah, until next week, once again, uh, thank everybody for listening, for watching along with us. Find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, uh, listen to DDT Wrestling, listen to AWIP, a work in progress. Uh, if you listen to, if you want old, good wrestling stories, listen to our buddy Ron Fuller. Um, Glenn, who am I leaving out? Bobby. Bobby, of Bobby. course, Bobby. Bell to bell with Bobby Blaze. They, uh, they've done one this week about mullets. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, Bobby Bobby <laughs> had a mullet himself, and oh. he's going to tell you about other great mullets in wrestling. He certainly is. Right, then. Uh, anyway. I think it's about time, don't you? About that time, Glenn. Turn off the lights. Tell everybody goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>